With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Pro Wrestling Vault. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Barrett Brown, Ricky Morton, Wardell Walker, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 400 photos from the independent scene. Get your book today by going to Russellville.com. Russellville. It's where wrestling lives. Have you ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, and Billy Jack Haynes. And of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your book today on Amazon. Welcome to Wrestleville Podcast with Lucha LaCora. <laughs> You're listening to the Russellville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest this episode is Lucha LaCora, professional wrestler of 21 years and luchador here in the United States. How are you doing, sir? I am doing great. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming on. I've been wanting to talk to you. Uh, I find your style of work very exciting, so I want to bring you on. I wanted to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, it's a pleasure for me. Oh, you're welcome. So for my listeners that may not know, I officially have some listeners in China that wow. listen to me almost every single day. I don't that's, know who that's they impressive. are. <laughs> that's impressive. That's really good. So for, for those uh, people that you know may not know you or be familiar with you, Tell us a little bit about your career. You've been going at it for two decades. Yeah. So, so um, I started over in 2001 uh, when I joined the military. I was like, well, let me get my foot in the door, go to a school. I started training through the end. Of, well, originally I started training through Puerto Rico, IWA, and eventually ended up getting to know people in the States and finished my training with the NWA. Uh, Terry Taylor was my trainer. Um, for those who don't know who Terry Taylor is, uh, he was in the WWE, did the Red Rooster for a bit. Um, after that, I ended up uh, kind of expanding because I was so indie, uh, so basic. Uh, I just wanted to learn. It, it was this wrestling is you're always learning. There's always something new to learn. And for me, it was very interesting. And I wanted to expand my my technique and and how I worked. Um, and I met Adam Pierce and we started traveling with the NWA. I did a little bit of stuff in California and then ended up going to Texas with Adam Pierce and going over the border to Mexico. And that's where I, I um, got introduced to Blue Demon Jr., Ray Sr., Psychosis, uh, a whole bunch of luchadors down there. And uh the thing about it is it's really weird because I'm from Puerto Rico. And so getting to meet them, 
I mean, our language barrier is not that different. Uh, just the slang is a little bit different, but we got along really well, uh, got to drinking. And next thing you know, they're teaching me stuff. And Blue Demon took me under his wing. And as you know, now I'm a luchador. And from there on, they're just like, hey, uh, you got to wear a mask. <laughs> and they explained the tradition to me. And I took it very personal. Uh, whenever I go to a show, I wear a mask. Whenever I leave a show, I leave with a mask. Um, I don't put my identity out there. I mean, like, you know, we're like superheroes or villains. Um, and to me, the style is just, it's something different, like to, to get that feel of like being a luchador. But I've mixed my style with certain things that I've learned throughout the years. And so my style is a little bit different and I could uh, modify it to wrestle whoever I need to wrestle. You had said that these gentlemen that you met in Mexico, mm -hmm. they taught you um, about what it meant to be mm -hmm. a luchador. Uh, share with us a little bit about what they shared with you. Like, like I said, they explain uh, in the tradition of Lucha Libre that um, it's, it's definitely a, we're treated like superheroes and villains. Some even like gods, like Blue Demon Jr., and uh, Mystico and all them are, are like gods um, to a lot of their people. And they take this to heart. This is, this is something that they take to heart. Um, they said to me, don't ever take your mask in front of anybody. You don't hang out with fans. That's not what we do. Um, and, and just the style, they said, you know, it's something that they cherish in their country. And so I took that to heart. And, and to this day, I'm very, very big on that. There was a point in my career where I did take it off one time, but it was because I was going to retire. Um, I didn't think that I was going to be able to wrestle again. But there, to be honest, there's no pictures out there, which is crazy. But the thing was, they said to me that I possibly had to go through back surgery. And that was a big scare for me because not, bec not because of the back surgery, but more because I knew that if I had gone through this surgery that I was going to be done. There was no way I was going to be able to come back to wrestling. And to me, uh, I take wrestling. Like it's like, it's my, it's my passion. So. Right. Well, something you've been doing for a long time, very big part of your life. You know, you've definitely dedicated a lot of your time to it. So, you know, to let go of something like that, that's been part of you for so long, I definitely can understand. Um, the struggle, right? Yeah. Of course, we get one body. That's right. It only lasts so long. <laughs> you know, and we are, uh, you know, life expectancy is what, 75, 80 years old, give or take? For, you know, for no more individual, but for wrestlers, probably a lot less because our body is just beat up. And you're, you know what? You're, you're right. Well, and if you're a wrestler from the 80s, yeah. Oh, yeah. Less less than 40 for sure, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, like I said, I, they took me in like a family. And I, I honestly, I appreciate everything I've learned from them. Um, it's actually has gotten me a great style. So now I've modified it to to be able to change it up and, and people see something different in me. And of course, you probably saw my my first few masks. And with, with time, you know, I've modified it and changed it up a bit. 
which, you know, just like a new, like an old car, you have to change it to a new car. You know, people want to, people want to see something new. So I like to keep it fresh and I like to change it up every now and then. And when you say every now and then, are you talking what, a couple of times a year, once a year, every couple of years, or how often uh, do you do that? My most recent one, I my most recent like look, I've actually kept for a few years, but I did change up this, the complete look around 2000 and I want to say it was like 14 uh, just because I felt I needed something to stick out a little bit more um, and it worked out for me. Um, I'm getting bookings everywhere, especially now with the way I changed my character. Uh, my character right now is uh, I play sort of like a, a masochist kind of widow uh, with a unique voice. Uh, but that's a that's a complete different story. That's like the the way I came up with the character was I kept going into Facebook jail. <laughs> like I didn't know how to stay out of Facebook jail. Just being a, a heel, you know, being a, a villain. It got me into a lot of trouble on Facebook. And I was like, man, I'm tired of going into Facebook jail and not being able to promote what I'm I'm good at. Uh, how could I go about being, you know, not, not going into jail, but still being a heel or a villain? Um, and so I was like, what if I, I'm nice in a weird way? <laughs> like saying, hey, come to my playground. And it, and it was worked out. It's worked out. Uh, and everybody loves my story time, which I don't know if you've seen my story times yet, but it, it's very creepy and unique. I, I saw you talking about Corey. Yeah. I, I saw a little bit of that. And then I thought, well, this is this is different. Yes. So that's <laughs> that's how I came about that character. But now, like everybody wants it. And I could only give it for so much, like because my voice starts going after a while if I do it too much. So I try to give a break in between doing promos. Because everybody's like, hey, can you do a story time? And I'm like, oh, slow down. <laughs> but I, I love the character. I enjoy it. Um, and a lot of people are just booking me for it. So, you know, I tell them, hey, use me as much as you can right now because you only got a few years of story time. Right, right. And with with your career being as as long as it has, there <laughs> is a downside to that too, right? And that's, that's wear and tear on the body, which you've yeah. mentioned. No, definitely we're in turn the body right now. Like my back, I go and get uh, every four months, I get a cortisone shot to my spine. Uh, and in between, I got, I think it's like twice a year, I get a uh, nerve block on my lower left. Uh, so, yeah, I got a lot of <laughs> and, a, and a lot of medication in the morning. But, yeah, I have a lot of back issues and a lot of my rookies know that. I have to modify my style now, uh, not to do all the flippy stuff, not to do all the crazy stuff. And, and I think I've figured out that with story time, I don't have to do as much. So it works out for me. Right. And does, do you feel like you're able to kind of go back to the, um, say, like the storytelling inside the ring, like you guys are telling a story um, with what your guys are doing, whether it be like, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe you have something hidden in your trunks or, you know, like a foreign object or, you know, but you're, you're carrying this story and you're, you're pulling in the crowd. Right. And, 
you know, Eddie Gilbert used to do that so well. He'd go into the corner and stick his hand in his pants, whether he had something in there or not. Everyone in the audience on that side of the arena would like be calling out to the referee, you know. So there's things you can do, right, to really stretch the time and not take bumps. Right. So and that's where I've uh, changed up my style a bit. I, I, any, anybody that knows me knows that I like to uh, like step over that line, that boundary of like, is this guy for real? Did he just do that? You know, um, like this weekend is a great example. Um, had a match. Uh, there was a main event where I was interfering in the main event and I was turning on my own my own faction. And uh, his wife was the camera girl and ended up kicking her head off in front of him while he was down, while my other friend was holding him. And as he's looking, I pull her, I pull her to the corner. I'm caressing her, you know, like her face. And then like I half mask, like I take my mask halfway off and then I lick her right in front of him. And, and it's just like, that's that storytelling of him getting angry while I'm doing that. I, I do that kind of stuff. Like I like to, I like to poke at the crowd just to make them angry. You know? Well, that'll do it. Not just the <laughs> crowd either, right? Yes. I, oh, yeah. They were. They're not happy. I promise you that. That'd be tough going home, man. I love it. I love pushing buttons. <laughs> it, it's my thing. It's my thing. Yeah. It's what they say, a habitual line stepper. <laughs> That's right, me. right. Well, you've had a long career and, in, in, you know, to pick out matches that, you know, that stand out to you might might not be as easy as one would think. But, you know, have you had a run with with somebody that you just, you know, you look back and think, wow, what what a series of matches that was. I, I was talking to Jordan Jaw and he said, when he had the match with you after he came back, he um, that was like um, like a, a real special time for him. Yeah, he uh, there's a few people who who have come close where they lose their passion uh, for the business. Me, I don't lose my passion. Uh, that would just never happen. I love this business 100 um, percent. It's just fun. And to me, like. I don't have a lot of family that I talk to. Uh, a lot of the wrestlers become my family. Like they are really close to me, especially a lot of my rookies. And I'd like to take care of my, my family, you know? Um, so Jordan jaw was going through that stage where he wasn't sure he was unhappy. Uh, he had a match with me and like, he learned a lot from me. Uh, and he thanked me afterward because he said, like, you gave me a passion that I've not had in a long time. And I, I was like, look, it takes two to tangle. But I, I've had this conversation with many, many people where that I've wrestled that they just are happy for some reason. I bring out something or the best in somebody. I, I, I don't know, something that I do in the ring that they just cl it clicks for them. And, and I agree, Jordan, Jordan Jaw is a hell of a talent. And I think he's going to have a great career on him. Um, and he's a quick learner, very quick learner. I, I think he's going to do great things in, in this business. Yeah, I do too. And he's he's uh, definitely one, def one uh, fun wrestler to watch, you know. So he's. Yes, he is. 
there was a actually there was a match it's actually on youtube uh uh mustang mike's company uh gcw mm -hmm. we did the the retcon i think it's called or something like that but it was me versus jordan Ja versus wes warren and i mean that's an amazing match to watch right there and i taught him a couple things both of them i taught a couple things for that match and you know i put it well together i'm very good at telling stories very good at doing that yeah well that's i mean i think that's really part of it right you know you can go out there and kind of do all these these moves and these flips and you know you you can do that for so long where it's kind of like okay yeah what's what's happening now you know kind of like exactly <laughs> I, I tend i you know what i give breathers and i say this to a lot of the 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 newer newer wrestlers i say hey don't rush into things yeah your first spot's probably going to be a little rushed because you know you got to get the crowd going but in between spots take that moment just to look at somebody just that if you're especially if you're a heel or villain you just want to like look at them and just have them just want to hate you just let them i, I call it milking them milk it you know milk the moment i do right. that i do that a lot you know one wrestler that uh, you may be familiar with too, uh, Danny Ramone. Yes, yes, I, I'm very had, familiar with him. I've had the opportunity to catch him uh, about three times this this past year here in in this area of Texas where I live, and he is so fun to watch because um, every once in a while he'll roll out of the ring just to kind of walk around the ring, and he'll find like a grandma or somebody yep. sitting on the front row and he'll, he'll start like flirting with her and then he'll point at his butt and it gets funny, dude. I mean, oh, it's yeah. just, you know, and you're, you're, you start laughing and you, you want your, your attention is now what's happening outside of the ring because, you know, he, he took it there. Right. And so oh, yeah. there's, you know, it's, it's things like that, that, you know, you don't see a lot of, but I really do appreciate the fact that, you know, there's guys that still do that, you know, that bring the crowd back into it or, um, you know, just kind of add something like, like a different nuance to it. Right. Well, it's funny. It's funny. Cause I met, uh, I met him through John Saxon. John Saxon has been doing this for long. Well, he's retired now, but he he's been doing it for a long, long time. And at the time I was working in Louisiana for elite championship wrestling. And when I first got to elite championship wrestling, John Saxon was the booker. He was like, you know, the locker room leader. Uh, and he didn't know anything about me. And he was like, Hey, you're going to be wrestling Minotaur. Another guy that's pretty big in Louisiana. And, you know, if you go out there and the crowd doesn't get behind you, don't worry about it. You're new to this crowd, blah, blah, blah. He's giving me the spiel. And I'm just like, okay, sure. You know, I did my thing. I go out there. He comes back. I've never seen anybody get the crowd like that, brother. And I'm just like, I, I just know how to tell a story. I've been doing this for a while. Like, it's just easy for me to like, whether they want to like me or hate me, I could do that. It, yeah. It's just simple. I think it's it's really important to to engage with them and get get the crowd going because man I tell you those are the matches that that I enjoy you know and uh boy when when I saw Danny the last time 
and I had such a, a fun time watching him. And I I don't get into matches like that. So you know, right. or, but I but I caught myself cheering. And then the promotion because I was selling my books, they let me step in the in the ring and uh, kind of give a a little I guess uh, in person commercial about right. what what I was selling there. I I got. When I got in the ring, I just started chanting his name, you know, Juicy, Juicy. <laughs> and I got to wrestle Juice. We had an amazing match. So I it, I enjoy wrestling Juicy. He is, he's definitely a character. Yeah, I, I interviewed him a few weeks ago. He's he's on the podcast. You got to check it out, man. Oh, he's I'm going to have to. I, he, I love Juicy. He's a lot of fun. And, and you mentioned Minotaur, too. I interviewed him when he retired. So Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I saw something about him going to do a podcast he mentioned it but yeah he he's another one who's been around the business for a while and he just recently retired and like i got in i got to go get in the ring with him a couple times actually one of my favorite moments with him was uh we did a battle royal and while while the ring is packed you know i'm not a a big guy like minotaur you know i'm a luchador small everybody's in there doing their thing and then i give minotaur this big chop i mean it was so loud I hit him so hard, I split his chest. That's how hard I hit him. And everybody just stops and looks and goes, oh, my God. Did he just do that? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And Minotaur was like, man, you hit hard. <laughs> but we talk we talk all the time. Like, we're really good buddies. So we, we enjoy that time. You, you know, you're you're talking about the Gulf Coast region of, of wrestling down there in the United States. And, you know, it is really quite the scene. I did. I did some stories on it uh, the last couple of years. I, I talked to some wrestlers down there. And plus, a good friend of mine is John Paul LeBlanc, who's a photographer down there in the area. I'm sure you know good him very, mine, very well. Yeah. I don't know if people outside of that area know how on fire that thing really is, right? I mean, oh, yeah. how many promotions do you think are down there? Uh, so Louisiana alone... So you got Wildcats, you've got GCW, so Gulf State Wrestling. Uh, they used to be an elite championship wrestling in Louisiana. They're now in Florida. And let's see, who else? Who else is down there? 225. 225 just started working there. Uh, so Pro Wrestling 225 started working there now. I can't think of it. Oh, and then there's another one that just started up. I think they're like LSW, I think they're called, but I'm not, I've never worked for them. I don't know the promoter of that one. Um, I know they were trying to hit me up recently, but I'm just so busy. I can't take any extra bookings, you know, with my actual job and wrestling. It's just kind of like I'm juggling. <laughs> oh, I know. It was hard getting this. <laughs> this <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't even, well, he hit me up. And at the time when John hit me up, he was like, hey, He's trying, Vinny's trying to contact you about a podcast. And I'm like, okay, give me some time. Cause at the moment, at the moment, me and my wife are doing IVF. So we're trying to have a baby and we had a whole bunch of IVF appointments. And I'm just like, man, this is, <laughs> this is such a tough time to like be able to sit down and do something. And finally we finished the IVF stuff. And now we're, I was like, Hey, let me hit Vinny up. <laughs> so that's when I contacted you. 
what you're talking about can really be like a science project, right? The fun goes out the yeah, window. Exactly. It's like, hey, I need you right now. It's like, whoa, I'm it, exactly. And you know, I was giving her the at, at all times, you know, if I ever have to cancel something, you know, I always it will always be because of my wife. I would always be there for my wife. Absolutely. Family always comes first. Hey man. You're looking at a guy that hit the lottery when it comes to women, dude. So uh, I'm there too. I hit it too. So we're good. We're there. <laughs> I, I know what I you tell, do. I tell, I tell my friends, I tell my wife all the time. I said, there is one woman in the world and for me, and I found her, you know. Oh yeah, I'm there too. I found yeah. my lucky one. So and this is my second wife. So oh wow. Yeah. So I found my lucky one. Talk about some of the guys that you wrestle with on the on the scene out there. Some of the guys that people need to keep an eye out for and and that have a promising future. Jordan Ja, by me, by all means, I think he has an amazing future. I've had some great matches with him. I wish promotions would book me versus Jordan Ja because I know, I know we could have some amazing matches. Ray Fury, one of my rookies, me and him have had amazing matches. That's somebody you should definitely keep an eye out for. Um, he's also done some dark stuff over in uh, AEW. You may not have heard of them, but they used to be the Raptors. They, they, you, they were a team. They split up. Uh, Richard and Jose, uh, they are from Tampa. Them two are amazing talents. Me and Ray used to team up, and we both had... Uh, them as opponents for like almost a year and i mean the matches that we've had were amazing and they've also done some wwe dark stuff and aew stuff um another one of my rookies that's starting to come out a little bit more um get getting uh that exposure that he needs uh is breslin uh right now he's doing a lot of alabama florida uh mississippi and he's about to start going over to Louisiana. He's done some uh, South Carolina, North Carolina. He's been with me to some of the Lucha Libre shows. Uh, he's learning a lot from me and getting exposure. And I think he's going to be something also. Um, Zane Stevens, he's another one that's that's a great talent. I've had some great matches with Zane Stevens. Very hard hitting. We both are very strong style. So we enjoy that kind of style, but I yeah. guess somebody, some, somebody should look out for. Yeah. He's been working for a while too. Yes. He, he, I think he's been doing it for about, I want to say 18, 17. I want to say somewhere around there, but he's, he's been in the scene for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> but those are some, some of the great talents. Um, also suicidal soldier. He's from Florida. He's based out of Florida. I wish he would get out out more to other promotions out of state because i mean the stuff that he could do is just crazy he is so talented uh such an amazing ta uh, talent and i've had five star classic matches with him fuego is another one me and him have had amazing matches uh great buddy of mine we talk all the time every time i see him uh and i i would like to have another one-on-one -on -one against him because uh, me and him killed it last time uh, it's up on his YouTube page. Um, but yeah, that's just just some of the great talent that's out there. Like people are missing out. They need to keep an eye out for these guys. 
some yeah. talented individuals. Absolutely. If I had a week, uh, you know, like a week or a weekend just to go down there, man, and hit as many as I could, I'd, that would just be the ideal thing to do, right? Oh, yeah. And you could always ask me because I could tell you where the, where the good action is going to be. I promise you that because typically they book me and I know who's on the card and I'm like, yep, this is going to be a good, good card. So how can fans who are listening to this uh, find you on social media? I am currently on Facebook. You can find me under Lucha Lacora. I'm also on Instagram where you can find me at also Lucha Lacora. Um, I'm very personal, though. I'm a very, very, like I have a close bubble of people that I know. Um, so unless you talk to me, I'm probably not going to add you. I need to at least talk to somebody. I'm one of those people where uh, if I don't know somebody personally, like I've, I've not had a conversation with them. I'm kind of very like, uh, in, a, in a sense, I'm like an introvert when it comes right. to that. But I'm, a, I'm very approachable. I'm very friendly. Um, when I meet somebody and they, and they say, hey, can you add me? I add them. Will I be you, added tonight? You are... You are my friend, actually. <laughs> I have you looking. I'm looking at your profile as we speak right now. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very, I'm very, I'm a close-knit bubble. Like, I actually feel that I have a, more of a connection with people I talk to. Absolutely. So Absolutely. random people from around the world that I've never met, it's, it's hard for me because I've never talked to you. So I can't relate anything. Right. Yeah, but a lot of people are probably just wrestling enthusiasts and they're just like, wow, I saw that guy. And, you know, a lot of people also, That's too, true. you know, you know, if you're in their living room every weekend, they they do get this sense of like, hey, I know that guy. He's been in my house. All these right. Years. Right. But I mean, I've had some weird, weird fans where they're like, hey, let's go out to dinner. I'm like, ah, uh, no, I wear a mask. Are you serious? Oh, it's okay. You could take it off. No, it's not okay. Like you don't understand. That's a tradition. Like some people just don't get that. And th right. there's that personal space that we always like. I like to come home and just relax. You know. Right. They don't understand that. Some people don't understand that. There's no oh. personal space with people. Well, I can't wait until we have dinner together. So I, I'm, hey. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> well, sir. Thank you very much. I enjoyed having you on the show. It was an amazing conversation. Thank you for everything that you do for wrestling. We're uh, we're definitely hoping that you can stick around if your if your health allows you to stick around for a few more years. We'd love to to continue to watch you because if you have not seen Lucha Lacora in action, Google him. Go on YouTube, find his matches. They are out there. I've seen them and. They are what I would call amazing. It's amazing work, sir. Really, thank you. thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, if you want to look for me, I have a YouTube page. I have some matches up there. I post them on Facebook. Just let me know who you are. We'll talk a little bit, and then I'll add you. See? Simple. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Talk to you soon, Vinny. Yeah, you got it. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives.
This is Max Castellanos at Chingon de Texas. This is the fire starter, Jake Chris. This is ECW original, the enforcer, C.W. Anderson. And this is Gringo Loco. This is former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Tim Storm. And you're listening to the WrestleVille Podcast. Vinny Berry, and for more than 20 years, I've covered news and sports, specializing in pro boxing, MMA, and wrestling. This is Keith Elliott Greenberg. This is Miss Reality, Maddie Winkowski. Listen to stories from pro wrestling on the Russellville Podcast. This is the Golden Boy, Greg Anthony. To listen, go to Russellville.com or on Spotify. Russellville, it's where wrestling lives. The Russellville Podcast. Now that, my friend is just incredible. Tune in to the Wrestler Weekly Podcast with Mike Leotis. The Wrestler Weekly Podcast. Mike digs into interesting wrestling topics and conversations. Find Wrestler Weekly on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. The Wrestler Weekly Podcast. Ring the Bell Radio. Listen to J.D., Barris, and Logan talk about wrestling news, reviews, in-depth conversations, and interviews. The podcast that we want to hear, and you will too. Ring the Bell Radio. We call it in the ring. PWZ Podcast. With Rick Del Santo. For all your wrestling reviews, interviews, and news, Rick covers the United Wrestling Network, the NWA, and the Northeast region of the United States Independency. PWC, 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 PWC,